1: hello and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network i'm your host gary morgan with me as always my good friend jim stam we're getting ready for the holidays how you doing brother
0: Doing all right, man. I'm a little disappointed. I thought I would get like a hype video intro for this. So, um, I don't know, Gary. You let me down a little here. I was, I thought that was how we were. I thought that's how people did things. Now,
1: I mean, I expected to trade you at the deadline, so I wasn't going to go ahead and go that far. But let me uh, guess: you know. no, there were no
0: takers. <laughs> there were no serious offers.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. If you perform well. <laughs> I'm, i'll am i probably you know entertain extending you but like i'm yes. just saying I, no yeah. i mean i guess we have to talk about that a little bit don't we maybe that's where we should start we should probably start with celebrate gate because the pirates just keep bringing it up over and over again and uh i mean i i saw ghost load wrote about getting rid of uh bob nutting and and i don't think that it's gonna happen i I was, I'm surprised he got it trending and everything. I thought, sure.
0: I'm surprised it hasn't happened. We may have to like cut into the show with some live breaking news.
1: I mean, he does wield some kind of power. I don't know if you saw this or not, but you can take it seriously. When ghost load says something Mm -hmm. important, people reached out to him to tell him they totally agree.
0: That's what I heard. That's what I heard.
1: Like the the no, funniest thing is, first comment I saw under it was our buddy James. Mom and Dad <laughs> don't count. I lost it, dude.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it was perfect. It was perfect.
1: But so yes, great. we're of course we're. Let's get
0: back to the oh, oh, our old double V signing here, Vince Velasquez. Vince um,
1: Velasquez. So yeah, the Pirates put out a hype video, and you know I couldn't resist because I, I wrote something about it too. It. It's just a culmination of everything. You know, they they can't do anything right. They put out a video of O'Neill Cruz hitting a home run in winter ball. And the only thing I could think was, man, I don't like seeing him in Dodger blue. Man, I don't like seeing him wearing that uniform, easily swatting a ball over that high-ass center field wall. And... It just immediately sent me into a tizzy thinking, like, this is going to happen again in about six years. You know, like, I, they they can't win for losing right now. So to go head out and sign a guy like Vince Velasquez and then put together a hype video, they just don't read the room. Jim, this, mm-hmm. this fan base is not going to dance in the streets for a one-year signing. I don't care who it is. You could sign Andrew (laughs) McCutcheon and do a a hype video if you want, but that would be based on what Andrew McCutcheon has been to this organization already. You, You couldn't sign somebody like, I don't know, Michael Lorenzen. On a one-year deal and bring him in and do a hype video and have anybody be excited. I'm sorry. Well, well what was funny
0: about it too is like I had some people because I I just put, I watched it and I, I think I I retweeted with like six words. I put something like, I'll be blunt. This is embarrassing. Yeah. It, it, I, people were um, I mean, people were like that don't follow the pirates that m- must have seen the tweet were like confused because they were like and they don't must not follow baseball too because they were like is they must have watched the video and they were like is this guy good is he like because you're watching the video and you're thinking certainly with this type of production this must be a good ball player and I'm like I hate to break it to you he's he's not I had people commenting from other fan bases uh the white Sox and the mets and the cubs and they were just like oh god this is bad i i'm sorry (laughs) like
1: the thing is it's it's ultimately and you know we we joke about it because the pirates make their own jokes man i mean like they 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 force you to laugh at them doing some of this stuff yeah but it's not fair to the player not at all I mean, this, this dude signed a one year contract to come in here. I guarantee you he's thinking along the same lines as Jose Quintana, Tyler Anderson. He wants to come in here, get right, have an opportunity, turn his career around. He's thinking next year he can be the guy that signs for two years, 18 million somewhere because he did well here. I don't even put it like, out of the realm of possibilities. They have done very well with, with veterans that they've brought in here. And I personally look at his track record. I don't see it. But again, as I said when we signed the guy, I didn't see it with Quintana either. So I'm going to keep an open mind here. Yeah, it's not a knock. Some- it's yeah, not a you knock against him. something them. like that. How the hell is anybody supposed to take it seriously? Well, yeah, and
0: then all of a sudden he becomes the new face of people being disgusted when they see a pirate that they don't like, or that, you know, because he's now the Josh van meter of this year or, you know, he even
1: toes the rubber.
0: Yeah. And so like, you know, um, it's just, it's just not fair to him. (laughs) It's certainly not digestible to the fans And um, I don't know, like you said, I think you said it perfectly, which was like, I mean, you got to read the room a little bit, right? I mean, you can't.
1: One would think, man, like it's, it's things like that. It's, it's things like, you know, you're like sitting in 27th place in the league for, you know, free agent expenditures this year and. Your competitors are, are sending out tweets of like, oh, we signed this guy for nine years, $330 million. And Pirate Social Media is going, look at the new scoreboard. You know, right. all it does is prompt fans to go, yeah, great. We're paying an extra dollar a ticket for it. That's wonderful. Yep it's it's things like that it's not like you can't eat things like that on an individual basis it's not like any one of them is a huge deal but when you just look at the the conglomeration of everything they put out there it's it's just laughable it really is yeah, especially a couple days after your best player says he wants traded you're like got our guy Vinny our guy Vinny dude he ain't our guy no matter what he does we know you're trading him at the deadline like I don't even want this to be an angry show but we know you're trading him at the deadline this ain't your guy you signed him for four years first I'd be pretty mad at you based on his, his track record but if you signed him for four years okay I'll give you our guy. You signed a rental.
0: What's weird is like, why, why necessarily him? Like there was Choi and there was Santana. Like, why, why, why poor Vince Velasquez? So again, like just the oddity of it in general, and then you stack it on, like you keep stacking these things, right? People want to read the next chapter in the book and you're just yeah. like, oh God, this book just keeps getting worse. Should I keep reading it? And so that that that's all. I hope he does well. Hey, obviously that's good news for us. Good news for the pirates, but the poor guy just wants to come in clean slate, fresh start for his career, turn things around. And um, I don't know, we gave him the, the, the Michael Jordan, I'm back treatment. So, <laughs> I uh-huh.
1: mean, I think, I think it's what I said, that pirates fans are undefeated in setting up one true outcome, which is anger. Either he sucks or he doesn't suck and they trade him or he doesn't suck. They don't trade him. And that's a huge mistake. No matter what they do with this one player, they have screwed up. They, I can tell you that right now.
0: Yeah. There's not really many good outcomes that can come from it. That's for sure.
1: No. And that's, you know, it's their own fault. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't blame the fans for, for reacting that way, but man, it's a one year signing. You don't act like you've done anything special here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Let's take a break and let's come back. Let's try to get back on the rails and be positive well, a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting Christmas time, Gary. Let's, let's, let's spread some cheer while we're here, too.
1: Yeah, let's do so.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without
1: notice, Alright, back at you on the Pirates Fan Forum. It's Gary and Jim, and we're going to talk about something that I personally think is pretty positive, and that is the starting rotation. I know, I know, it's the Pirates, I know. (laughs) But try to get out of your head a little bit. You know, because we've been talking about them needing to sign free agents, and we're all pissed off that They announced Vinny Velasquez is going to get a shot at being a starter and everything. I I get all that. Believe me, I do. 2023 to me is, is all about improving over 2022 and getting to 2024, knowing that I've got some proven commodities to fill a lot of slots. And the starting rotation to me is a place where I feel you can really take that a step forward. So Jim, what I want to start with here really is I want to list off who I feel is kind of in play to be in the starting rotation. And then we'll we'll kind of talk about what we think it'll be at the beginning of the season and then what we think it'll kind of wind up getting to by the end, okay?
0: Yeah, and and yeah, you know, disclaimer. With all this is is yeah, it's it, look. We don't know what's going to happen the rest of the off season here or spring training, but it's we're at the point where, now where we can kind of see what it might be right out of the gate, and then not too far down the road what it could be. So I think it's a good time to do it.
1: As good a time as any, because let's be blunt too. It's the Pirates. It's December fifteenth. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're done making moves. They ain't going to go trade for Chris sale tomorrow. <laughs> like they're not, they, you know, yeah. most of, most of what you see is what you got. And I think if they make a move, um, you know, we'll adjust from there. I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. Right. Um, so let's start. Um, and th- this isn't going to be completely inspiring because I'm just going to read off names. This does not mean I think every single one of these people has a claim to be a starting pitcher here. Ruwanzi Contreras, Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, Vince Velasquez, Bryce Wilson, Zach Thompson, Johan Oviedo, Luis Ortiz, Mike Burrows, Cody Bolton, Quinn Priester, and yes, I'm going to add in Wei-Chi Yang
0: because you just like saying his, his, You just like saying his name, Gary.
1: Well, they picked him up in the (laughs) MILB portion of the Rule five draft. And, you know, he's got some major league experience. He's also got options and that type of guy tends to get some action sometimes, especially if you don't think one of your prospects is ready to really start the clock on yet. So out of all that, I mean, I think the starting rotation will kind of have three that I think are locks. Mitch Keller, Ruanze Contreras, and JT Brubaker. Um Vince Velasquez, I guess, is close to a lock. It if sounds because, like it. <clears throat> well, I mean, it really depends on how you how you took that. I've seen some people took it as he's got an opportunity, like Josh over at Bridge bridge to bucktober he he was all on his soapbox about that basically that it sounds to him like he has an opportunity to win it i didn't take it that way i took it more like we brought him in here to be a starter basically um yeah i took it that way too either way i think we know what's going to happen he's going to come out of spring as a starter um and then my fifth one, I'd go Johan Oviedo if only because I felt like he got a little bit more of a run last year. And he is also a guy that only has one option left, and I'm not 100% sure I want to burn it right away. So that's my starting five. What about you?
0: I think I think the big I, – I think it's – Gary, I think to start off the year – that that is probably what you will see. Um, I took the Velasquez comments as he will be in the rotation. Um, I mean, could something happen there with Brubaker? Maybe. I just don't think they're ready to go there yet with him as far as transitioning him to the bullpen. Um, I think he will be in the rotation and I think they're going to see how he does. But, he is now at that age and he's had enough of a run as a starter. If it's not working out, I think they may transition him out of that.
1: It has worked out though. Really?
0: Yeah. I'd like to see him. I think, and we'll talk about this is like, I think once you start talking as Brubaker as like, what we're looking for is first the consistency part of it, right? He's got to be able to put it all together. Yeah. I think Brubaker starts looking a lot better as your fourth or fifth option on a rotation, which hopefully that's what maybe we'll see. Right. I could
1: agree there for sure. Um, I think Brubaker has had stretches in every year that he has played where he's been the best starter they have. Problem is he's had stretches in every one of the years that he's played where he's been one of the worst too. So I, i think he's a guy that he he's missing the button to to just keep the shirt together you know what i mean like he he just has one that's that's fair he just has one issue that crops up no matter what and and he just for whatever reason can't get past it well here here's some let let me a major league pitcher one way or another Yeah. And like what I
0: saw from him last year, which was kind of um, frustrating, because if he could have just gotten away from like the rocky starts, the first and second innings, because it was almost like, well, they're just going to ask him to wear one today. And the next thing you know, he actually makes it through like five innings and didn't give up any more runs. It's like, dude, if we could have just avoided, you know, you starting out giving up getting yeah. down three, four, five runs in the first two innings. Well, then all of a sudden at the end of it, he actually pitches five and two thirds and th- and ends up with four runs, you know, four runs.
1: It's funny too, because he was such a victim of bad defense too. I am I mean, like not just O'Neill Cruz throwing balls around and whatnot. It seemed like no matter who played behind him, they were going to kick the ball all over the place. And it would just get crazy for innings at a time. And he'd overcome it sometimes. He wouldn't overcome it other times. But, like, it was pretty brutal what happened to him on several occasions last year.
0: It was. There was, (laughs) especially, like, the first 10 starts or so. I felt bad for the guy.
1: Well, that said, a a real solid good starter overcomes that stuff. And the thing about JT is he just doesn't have the he doesn't have the the strikeout stuff consistently enough to get him get himself out of a situation like that that's created. Mitch Keller, I think that's one of the things that he really showed last year he did possess was the ability to kind of rear back and get that strikeout when you really need it.
0: You know? Yeah, well there were times where Mitch Keller He actually. There's one thing I'd like to see him do is clean up a little bit on the base pads. He would get himself in trouble, and then natural ability would find help him find his way out of it. JT Brubaker doesn't have that luxury, so um, yeah. With Keller, uh, he's
1: shown, and at 29, I don't see
0: showing up. Right? Yeah, we're we're talking about the stuff you're born with a little bit, right?
1: Yeah. That said, I do think he's proven he's a major league pitcher. He's got, you know, he'll be in this league for a long time. Um, I personally think he'll find his way to the bullpen. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But I think he'll start the season in the rotation. And I think rightfully so. He's earned his place there. Uh, Yeah. Out of everybody that we're talking about right now. Mitch Keller, for sure. um, You know. He he's probably gonna be your opening day starter. I would be on. actually, you know, with the hype video, maybe it's Vinny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: But but it it really should be Mitch Keller. They really should reward him and, and let him have it. Um Rowanzi, uh boy, we had a little bit of the pitch tipping towards the end of the season. I think Probably a little bit of fatigue. He was stretched a lot further than he's ever been stretched. Um, I expect him to probably carry 150, 170 innings this year, and I think they'll let him. So we could probably see another another end-of-season fatigue issue with him, I would think.
0: And we know what the big thing with him, Gary, is—is is learning how to put guys away, right? Like, get you, you get up in the count, you gotta put guys away. You can't, you can't, you can't screw around too much. I think, I think, it, man, if he gets that part of it, look out.
1: Putting guys away and also understanding the art form of not missing by a country mile when you're trying to get soft contact or a swing. You know what I right, mean? If right. Right. It, there there's a there's an art form to it that you know it takes guys a while to learn and i think first of all that's probably one of the cleanest rookie seasons i've ever seen from a starting pitcher in in this town so i'm not really i'm is. not about to start complaining about ruancsi contreras or questioning what he is i i really thought his game was was spot on last year and if anything, yeah, you, the, the Pirates maybe detrimental to his pr- progress, yo-yoed him a little bit and didn't need to. You, you
0: look over the years as Pirate fans, and you try to think of names of guys who fared that well and showed that well out of the gate. Um, it's a short list, man. I don't, got short. A, I don't
1: got a lot of them, man. I really don't. No. Even Doug Dryback uh, struggled for – yeah. You know, a couple seasons before he really caught on. John Smiley. John yeah, Smiley I mean, came right up from AA and, and really kind of went after it. Um,
0: Chris Benson, of course, he got the Tommy John, and then things never got back on track, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's tough to think of guys with, a, a, pe- with a pedigree, right? So, yeah.
1: so I'm going to take that and be pretty happy.
0: You want to um, talk about o- Oviedo a little bit?
1: Yeah, Oviedo. Um he's a, he's he's such a
0: boy. He he's important.
1: He's important. He was an interesting pickup last year. Um a lot of people thought Nuñez was kind of like the feature of that trade, but I felt it was more Oviedo. Um Pirates of course have never told us which one was their feature. Why would you? But right. um it felt to me like Oviedo was was more of the uh, sure <clears throat> thing in that group. So I, I like him, and I think he's got a good shot. I like the way he looked towards the end of last year. Uh, he really cleaned it up. There was a couple games, Jim, I think you and I were actually at one where he was pitching, and he was just all over the place. Like yeah. he, could, he couldn't put it over the plate to save his life. And then <laughs> next so outing. Weird he's just firing bullets and everything's going where he wants it. And it's indicative of a young pitcher.
0: So, Gary, we might've been at a game where he walked the bases loaded. I could be wrong with that, but I think like no, there was a four in a row. We
1: were there. Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I I could have sworn like it just completely left him, which has happened with him, which is why the Cardinals thought he might be better and it suited in the bullpen. But um, you can see why the pirates, thought there was something there. Now can well, you get it
1: wrong? He's got, yeah, he has a big he, arm. He, uh, he really does. Right. I like the kid quite a bit. Um I I'm more than happy to have him be one of the the opening five. I think he especially since you know the beginning of the season you probably really only need four. But, yeah, yeah, early on for sure. But I mean if I'm the Pirates, I force the issue and use five anyway. I mean just if you're if you're really gonna care about the inning counts on these guys, just use five and let them have that extra extra day of rest here and there and just work your way through it.
0: And but, maybe he probably if we ever do a show before the season starts and maybe do like guys we're really intrigued by, I think he might make my list. Um he's so up
1: there. Um so that's I mean, I think that's the opening day rotation. I'm not gonna talk about Velasquez because um for, I, w- I would underwhelm you, to be honest with you. I, I don't see it. Uh, again, I, I just don't. I've heard a couple people tell me that he's got a two-seamer that they think could be refined and maybe turn him into something. you know That seems to be the MO for Oscar Marin when he's trying to help somebody is to teach him a two-seamer. Yeah. But eventually, when you're trying to have everybody do the same thing, it just tends to not work right especially when it's somebody that yeah he's done well enough to keep getting paid every year somewhere you know he's yeah i mean the
0: cl- <laughs> yeah and i mean clearly what they're doing is they're iding guys that they think that they that of things that they like to see in their pitchers, like you said about the two seamer or sinker heavy guys and trying to get pull that out of them yeah the that's, problem that's is, the mo
1: overall his barrel rates are awful I saw that on every pitch he throws and yeah, if he works out great, here's the thing though, because Jim, we're going to skip to like where we, how we see this thing progressing a little bit and we'll probably end up having to touch on some of the fringe guys too, that get kicked out of the box as well. But as you're moving through the season, you know, Vince Velasquez, we already know he's either going to get traded or he's going to get moved to the bullpen. He'll move out of the way. Um, JT Brubaker another guy who, you know, again, if he doesn't really like show it this year, you could see him moving to the bullpen. Sure. Pretty easily. And may, and it
0: might and it might suit him, Gary. I mean, we'll see. No,
1: it really it really might. I don't think that I don't think we're at, at a point where like you're denigrating somebody by saying they're a, a bullpen. <laughs> guy at this point no it happens to most people who think they're starters (laughs) really if you're honest about it but they all think they
0: all think they're starters man like most of those dudes so that's you know can you buy into it can you accept it can you realize that it maybe will help
1: you flourish um that's an individual thing and it's a different discussion the bullpen you know cuz you can't just take all these failed starters and move them to the bullpen. The bullpen is relatively full already. Um so I would say like you got a guy like Bryce Wilson's probably in the danger zone here. He has zero options.
0: I hope he is Gary.
1: Well, it, let's just talk through it for real. Let's right. Not just let's not just be jaded because he had <laughs> a, a few good starts last year. He had some really horrible ones too thing is he's still a kid he's he's not a free agent until 2027 so by DFAing him you're actively giving away a ton of control on a, on a pitcher that you think maybe could be something. I don't see him as having the kind of repertoire I want to put in the bullpen that's that's a different discussion from JT Brubaker, who I think does have the stuff to go into bullpen could ramp up his velocity. Bryce Wilson is is a, a guy that's always going to live on contact. And I just don't see that working well in the bullpen for short stints. I don't see him making the rotation. I think we're going to be looking at a DFA of Bryce Wilson either very soon for an acquisition they make or before spring's out. And he might be a guy that you're trying to stash in triple a, but man, looking at the, looking at the options, I don't know that I care one way or another. Yeah. Um,
0: I'll try not to be jaded with him. Um, quite, quite honestly, he, he, he strikes me as a guy you do keep in triple a for depth, a guy that you can call up in a pinch if you have to, um, and quite honestly, he's a guy that if you get in a eight, nine, nothing game, things go haywire early, you can put him in there. I mean, like, and let him pitch yeah. three or four innings. I, I I hate to I hate to, you know, um the
1: thing is he'll never clear waivers. That's the thing. And the reason I say that and I don't care either, like I said, I don't care if he gets taken. But he'll never clear waivers and go to triple A. Because he's young, he's got all that control, and somebody will think they can fix him.
0: Yeah, That's it does, yeah, because he's not he's he's still young.
1: Yeah. So somebody like the A's will take him. You know, the A's are worse off than we are right now, so they'll take him and yes. some you know what I mean. Somebody not, will take him. Right. And they'll probably try to try with him. Because even if you do get him to clear waivers, what good does he do for you? Like he's in AAA now. He's now he's eating up a rotation spot from, you know, these other guys that we're going to talk about. And if you use him, if you call him up and put him back on your forty man, you, it's not like you can just send him right back down. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, then you're calling him up. You got to keep him.
0: He's gonna have to show something in the spring, Gary. I, I really—if he makes uh, I, it
1: to spring, that's the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know,
0: I, I mean, I'm just—I'm assu- assuming that part of
1: it. Yeah, which there's I a sh- big, there's a big part of me that just don't think he's gonna make it um to spring. Um, Luis Ortiz is is kind of you know fringe. I we saw man. four starts from him, man. Like s- he 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 looked great in three, unhittable in three, like. Oh my God. Doc Gooden just showed up in three. Mm-hmm. And then one of them, he looked like every worst nightmare of Benny Velasquez I've ever had.
0: It, uh, But those, those three that you're talking about undeniably impressive, like blown away, impressed by it. Like
1: uh, <laughs> I, I was too, Jim and, and I was hit really off guard because That's not what he did in the minors. That is not what he was in the minors. He always had great stuff, but this was a guy that had like a a four plus ERA. Like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't just laying pipe the whole way up here. You know, um, it was honestly a guy. They knew that they were going to have to protect from the roll five this year. They knew they wanted to, so they figured why not? You know, toss him on the 40 and call him up towards the end of the year to give you some innings and give him a little bit of a taste. I don't think they expected him no. to pitch more than one game. <laughs> but after then, he pitched that game, it was so good, they couldn't do anything about it. And they just left him there for, for four games. Until well, how, found- how could you How could you not want to see another
0: start? And then another start? I mean, like, right, right. You, know, uh, um, you know, and – For anybody that's not aware, I mean, look, he's still very two pitch dependent and that's going to be a big deciding factor on where he goes uh, in your, on your staff, you know, whether he's going to be a starter or a bullpen guy, clearly. Um, I mean, if he can get a, if he can get something like a changeup going and developed, I mean, talk about an exciting guy. Uh, Jeez. Gary, Uh, he
1: looks so stinking good. He's kind of like, um, he's one of those dudes that like, if he hits, like if you pop on him, boy, it changes the complexion of everything. He's an unexpected potential stud starter that you did not necessarily see coming. And, I mean, I'm not Murphy. I'm not Anthony Murphy. I don't sit there watching videos of these guys, you know, 24-7. I've seen enough of him to to know that he was worth looking at. I never expected what I saw last year. That said, what he did in those four games, especially the three where he was really good, he filled your heads with a bunch of false expectations. Like, I'm just telling you, pump the brakes. He isn't going to start right out of right out of the gates um and he shouldn't and and i don't care what he does in spring it's not what you think yet trust me he needs the change up to come along right and and he will if you really want him to be a success if you really really do just get out of your like pirates are always doing dirty by the prospects mindset and just let it go okay like this is not a super two guy necessarily on top of your head. If it happens, it happens, but like, he ain't ready. I'm just, yeah,
0: saying. he, he's got to go down there and just, and just like you said, he's got to develop a third pitch, um, which he's working on. And then just the, consistency across the board is going to be big. He's a young guy. He's going to have to keep building on what he did, but man, we got a taste of him and he's a game changer. If things
1: go well, he could very well be one of the first call-ups really um, when they need a starter, very possible. Um, What's, What's great about him is he's actually somebody that projects pretty well
0: anywhere you'd want to use him with his stuff, you know, whether it's in the bullpen uh, he, he can, he could be one of those guys too. Right. I I mean, he's got that. He's got that kind of ability.
1: Now let's talk about another guy. Who's not young, 29 year old Zach Thompson. Now he's not young, but as far as his major league career, he's an infant. He's got three options. He's not a free agent until 2028. I got to tell you, despite what you watched last year, really. And, and this is another guy went through stretches where he was the pitcher you wanted to see if you were hoping for a win. There was, there was a couple weeks there where, where he was literally the best one they had. Um, He's not going to make this rotation. No way. No way in hell is he going to make this rotation. And his three options tell me he's going to start in AAA. And I think he's going to be a yo-yo guy all year. I think he's going to be back and forth from AAA up to the majors over and over again. And his neck is going to hurt by the end of the season. What do you think? I
0: I think maybe he'll stick a little bit more in that bullpen um, just because of what he can do. He also could provide you a spot start.
1: I think when we start talking about the bullpen, really, which we're not going to do in this episode, but when we really start talking about the bullpen, it's a lot more full than I think people think.
0: It is. It is. I'll just, I'll, I'll slant slightly more towards that, but the options, I mean, Hey, they'll use them if they, if they want to. And if it makes sense. So
1: you need that too. It's, it's something really valuable that this team has not had in far too long. And it's, it sends them, to the waiver wire repeatedly looking for people that can just give them innings. You got to have guys with options that you can bounce back and forth just to accommodate for injuries, let alone like, you know, tired arms or just wanting a spot start or, you know, instead White. of Miguel, your coming up to pitch the back half of a, of a double header. You've got Zach Thompson.
0: Well, you mentioned injuries, and that's where a guy like him can come in, too. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: He's got experience. Uh, he can
1: come either, up here and just do it.
0: You're right. So he would be a guy that, if nothing else, is um, good insurance. So you're just not at least starting um, a complete schlep off the waiver wire.
1: Absolutely. I'll tell you what, man. Let's take a break. and We'll come back jump right back into it because we got other players we want to talk about and i want to kind of keep building up until we get to the
0: end of the season because yeah because yeah, when it gets to the end boy um that's whenever you should start getting excited a little bit should should
1: welcome back to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network it's our last episode before christmas we're taking next week off um you know came down from the bosses that we get next week off jim so we're just gonna go and chill with our families and that's right not, not talk about pirates for a week Little self, little
0: self care about the pirates. Every once in a while, you got to do that.
1: You have to, <laughs> and uh, if there, if something major happens, maybe we'll hop on and do us one of those spaces things. People like that when we did it. So, yeah, we we'll did it, it for it. Uh, I think when the Reynolds stuff
0: broke, and uh, um, yeah. yeah, it was a really good response. So if something big, big happens, we'll f- we'll figure out a way to do it. Right.
1: Um, you know, screw our families. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. It's only <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> right. I mean, Ben will Ben will be six next year too. What's yeah, the big deal? Right?
0: Totally. Totally. He'll understand.
1: Absolutely. So all right, so let's get back into it here. Um Mike Burroughs is the next one I want to talk about. Um he killed it in double A. And then got the AAA. I felt like he kind of maybe took a little bit of a step back, got slapped in the face a little bit with a little bit better competition. It wasn't bad, though. Just never really kind of like got back to the level he was in AA. I still love his future. I still like him as an option, but he's not going to start out of spring either.
0: No. Right. And no. And um, again, you're talking about like, you guys get promoted it's later in the season could, could just be something where a little bit increased competition, a little, little bit, maybe tired. Um, they'll let him start in the minors. They should. Yeah. And, uh, make sure everything's good and on track. And then that's what we were talking about. Like, but after, you know, we get into August and September, who knows, maybe even now, well, probably August, Septemberish. Um, I think we can see him, and I think yeah. people should be very excited about that.
1: And then uh, Quinn Priester, you know, 2019 number one pick. It should be no surprise that, that we should be excited about him coming up. He certainly is talking good game. He's talking about wanting to be a National League Rookie of the Year and, and all that. Um, I'll I'll be honest. He's not ready either. Uh, I think he needs a little bit more AAA time, Yeah, and I think he's going to get it. Um, I think that's a no-brainer. I think he could look like one of the best pitchers they have, and and it's not going to happen um, for multitude of reasons. Uh, go ahead and take the, uh, the Super 2 thing into account if you like or, or whatever, but no way in hell is he coming out of spring. That if that kind of rounds out the the players here. I think that are that are involved. What do you think? It's a yeah, and mixed.
0: It is, and then if we get to that point in the season, and you you maybe start seeing Burroughs and Priester, and 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 seeing them get some um, starts. Assuming there's the health with Contreras yeah, yeah, yeah. and Ke- I mean and Keller, you start putting those other two guys in there. Um. Gary, those are four pretty good names. Uh, I mean, I look some, at like, uh, the end
1: of the year and, you know, we, we obviously don't know everything that's going to happen. You don't know who's going to get hurt. You don't know moves that are going to get made. Um, but I look at the end of the season and I realistically see a starting five, of Mitch Keller, Rwanzi Contreras, Mike Burrows, Luis Ortiz, and Quinn Priester. And, I mean, that's – not a stretch i'm not thinking of guys who could jump from single a here i'm talking about
0: this isn't making a lineup out of out of uh your minor leagues and projecting them four years down the road and and littering your whole lineup with the guys these are guys that are legitimately right close on the doorstep and they have ability
1: but even that even that is a better rotation than what we're starting with but think of everything that has to happen for that. Like JT Brubaker, you'd have to make a decision with. He's he's either in the pen or he gets moved. You got Velasquez. He's either in the pen or he gets moved. Wilson's probably moved. You know
0: well, Thompson, now, so Who
1: knows what they've done with
0: that? And then it's we've we spent time with Oviedo uh, yeah, and where Oviedo, he might is be he so. in the
1: bullpen. Who knows? That's that's kind of where, where we're at. We're, we're talking now about like instead of just being excited about seeing certain prospects, now you're starting to talk about, well, they're really going to have to move somebody out of the way. Like they're going to have to actually perform because you may very well have somebody like JT Brubaker pitching like he did last year going like, well, he's a fifth starter. Like no problem. This is a fifth starter. That's what he is. He looks like one. He acts like one. He pitches like one. Well, you may very well have, you know, a situation where Luis Ortiz is killing it in the minors. You need a spot for him, and Brew Baker is the worst member of your rotation. So you've got to make a decision.
0: Yeah. That's- anybody, uh, uh, say save for like some of the teams with the embarrassment of riches, anybody that's trotting out a JT Brubaker as your fifth starter. I and mean, that looks pretty good. And it speaks pretty well of what you've got in front of him. If that's where he's at now, right now he's probably, you know, after he's probably
1: your third. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if that happens, then, you know, things have gone really well. Sure.
1: And we've watched this game a long time. Like, Uh, are we probably a little too confident that Mitch Keller's not a question mark? I suppose. Uh, I'd like to think that in year four, he's got his arms around what he is. And I think he laid down a lot of evidence last year that he's in a good place, but you never know what an off season is going to bring.
0: Could he take a step back? Maybe, but I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think he'll be any worse. I don't think he'd be any worse. And if he's just what he was last year, it's still pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's the point, though. The mix is better. You know, we've been talking about the pirates for a long time. We and we always talk about like, oh, they don't have this, they don't get that, they don't go sign these people. They. When I really look at this rotation mix, I, I I'll be honest, Jim. Like besides, like a big lefty which I, I still think they desperately lack, and I think they will ultimately need if they're ever to really do anything. Um, I don't know that I would be crying about Michael Lorenzen signing someplace. <laughs> like, I wouldn't bring in any more right-handed pitching right now, and I, and I mean that for the bullpen and the, the rotation. I just don't see it right now. Yeah, There's too it would many be. of these guys I want to get through here this year be
0: really nice to look in that starting rotation and see that lefty. It'd be really nice to see it. Sure. They don't have, they don't have it. Um, you know, um, and, and look, uh, this shouldn't be need to be said, but health is so going to ride. So, so much rides on the health of some of these guys too. Um, Let's just hope that everyone stays healthy, and they don't get hit with a ton of injuries because that's the one issue with all this. Is it really that-
1: matters too when the injuries happen. Like, if if you're talking about like injuries like in spring, well, you're gonna get Zach Thompson. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Now you have an injury in like say June. You might very well get Luis Ortiz. You know, you're. It it really depends on when you start having some of this attrition start to add up,
0: and you just don't need a rash of them. That's that's the big key.
1: That said, injury. When you start to get to the point where your team is a little more full, okay, and make no mistake. We look at this roster. You and I both know this isn't a championship roster. We're not, we're not delusional, but there's enough here right now that I feel pretty strongly. You want to get eyes on a lot of them. You know, there you want to see more. Like I may not hundred percent believe that Rodolfo Castro is a star, but I want to see more of Rodolfo Castro. In other words, I don't, I'm not mad that Baltimore signed Adam Frazier because we needed a second baseman. I want to see Rodolfo Castro. So I don't need a free yeah. agent to come in here and play second base. I, I feel that way about a lot of this lineup, a lot of this roster. I like, want to give Castro 500 at bats. Uh,
0: I want to yeah. see what it looks like. You yeah, know? I want
1: to see G1 Bay. I want to see a lot of these guys, man. Like that. I think that's kind of where I'm at is I I get like that they have needs. I know they do. First base, I think the reason we kept saying that it was so obvious is because there wasn't anything obvious coming. You know, there wasn't anybody they were going to hold back at least not in 2023. So I understood going out and really addressing that via trade and free agency and they did and I'm happy they did. I still think they could use like a qualified right-handed veteran outfielder. I think something like that would really be a nice thing to have. Looks like they're thinking they can get by with Miguel Andujar. I'd prefer they don't do that, but okay. That's what they're going to do. And catcher. We all know catcher. But what else do you want? Really? They're not going to go and get, even if they were going to spend money, they're not going to go out and get this shortstop. Like they're not going to go out and get a Trey Turner. You got O'Neill Cruz, you know, <laughs> and like, well, yeah, maybe I mean, if you, Cruz moves, but like, are you going to do that to him right now? I don't think so.
0: No, I think they're fully prepared to just see if he sinks or swims this year at short. Sure. And then, and then, and then go from there.
1: Well, so, I mean, I'm seeing and I'm feeling. I'm not just like, I'm not saying, oh, I'm reading Twitter and people are mad. I've been mad too. Why aren't you signing anybody? Then I really sit back and I look at this roster and I'm like, okay, well, we don't need a shortstop. We don't need a third baseman. I wouldn't bring in a second baseman because even if Castro were to be decapitated tomorrow, we have G1 Bay and... Nick Gonzalez and Leo Piguero, and I want all those guys to get an opportunity. Um, first base is addressed for right now. The outfield is a little thin to me. You know, you got Reynolds for now, <laughs> and then some. Yeah, and then some Josh question works. interesting. Who knows? Nice. Yeah, but yeah. there's a question.
0: There's a question there too.
1: So outfield's oh. what I would do if I was going to do anything, and catcher.
0: Well, I think what people did, too, is, you know, when uh, Sherrington made some comments about going out and getting a pitcher and what he probably should have prefaced it by saying, now, these will still be pirate type signings, (laughs) whereas, you know, like, like, we're going to go get these guys. But remember, it's going to be it's not don't 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 go. Get, get all crazy on me here and people <laughs> took that heard it and went oh well now this is the year we're gonna go get all so that happened too that was right, a big right, part right. of it
1: that's true he did set it up on a tee didn't he
0: yeah it's, i think yeah. and then you know um at least yeah i mean so he's damned if he doesn't damned if he doesn't as far as saying anything but yeah. it raised expectations
1: like, the th- the thing is, I mean, I, I'm really struggling with how I want to word this because, like, it's, it's not as though I look at this roster and I think, well, yeah, we're, we're good. I can absolutely see places to upgrade. It's more just if I upgrade, I'm not going to get to see what we've tried to develop here because there's no place for it to play. Well, I can easily to- go get a second baseman that's better than Rodolfo Castro right now, easily. But can I get somebody that's going to be a better second baseman than I think Rodolfo Castro could be? You know what I mean? Well, you gonna that- ha- look, people,
0: and trust me. I get in these moods too, where you're tired of seeing it have to play out, and the patience is gone, and people. Don't want to do that, but this is that last little bit of figuring that part out with some of these guys like Castro. Um, I'm not an Andujar guy. I mean, I think it, 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 but that's, that's not a, it's not a big deal to me this year with him.
1: Oh, if it works out, they will be. Stroking themselves like you would not believe on social media.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait for that hype video. Holy smokes!
1: (laughs) Oh my lord! And I mean, it'll just be crazy. But I mean, I think they could improve the bench for sure. You know, I I think there's there's room there. But again, at some point, you're going to have to have a place for Andy Rodriguez to play. You're going to have to have likely a place for Henry Rodriguez to land or henry davis to land this year you're gonna likely have to have a place for nick gonzalez at some point this year Leovar paguero has been on the 40 man for two years at this point so it's making a, a
0: lot of a lot of really good names and a lot of um, sure. guys that they've got to find some things out they're gonna have to do it this year
1: yeah you absolutely must and and so i mean like I don't know. I'm conflicted here. Like, I I definitely see, like, ways they could upgrade. But I also kind of see why they might not want to at certain areas. Yeah, right right now.
0: now. Right this instant, yes. Yeah.
1: I still think um, the best way to, like, really improve your team, though, is to really improve your pitching staff. I would not have signed Vince Velasquez. I would have rather seen them go out and spend – some money and bring in a quality left-handed starter. That's what we've called for this whole time. So I'm not going to backtrack now and act like I don't care about it. I still think it's a swing and a miss to not have a left-handed starter. And I don't really want to hear the percentage of times that you play a series and you don't face the lefty anyway. I just think not having a left-handed starter, to me, is, is derelict of duty. You, you should have one. It's it's something that I, I just believe in. Yeah, and and um, that that
0: that would have been the only kind of signing this year that I would have supported from like, you're going out and finding a guy and giving them a three or four year deal, something like that. But that's the, but that would take a big commitment to do it. Those guys aren't cheap. And the Pirates kind of are. So, yeah. you know, that's a bad combination. But that's where they could have done it. Like these one-year deals.
1: Eh. The funny thing is they've already got prospects that I skip over mentally. I I have to force myself to think of Travis Swaggarty. I have to force myself to think of Tuka Pita Marcano. And through no fault of his own, I have to force myself to think about Kanan Smith and Jigba. Yeah. You know, like they have more guys than I think a lot of us are thinking about.
0: And well, it's just, good. It's it's good in a way that those are guys that start getting pushed down a little bit, you know, because um, those would have been the guys four years ago that you would have been pinning some false hope on, in my opinion. Not that some of them still can't work out, but I don't see any any of them as like game changing guys but that's who we would have had in our system and be at the top.
1: I don't disagree, Jim. I just think they're, they're guys that they got to work through. And, um, you know, I think it's pretty clear to me, just looking at the rotation and, and the options and the backup they have really built in here. I feel like the pitching's going to be better this year. We didn't really talk about the, ro- the, the bullpen much, but it's pretty loaded. It really is. I mean, yeah. like they've got a lot.
0: What you saw out of that bullpen at the end of last year through overuse, injuries, and a couple guys that probably sh- shouldn't have been in it, I think you can forget about all those factors, at least to start the year. And it's going to look really different
1: yeah, in I a think, good way. I think it will, too. So, And that in and of itself can make a, a mediocre team – look a lot better than they are oh my so, goodness
0: if you can just get some decent pitching gary like starters well, you, you, and, you talked and bullpen. about all
1: those close games that they blew last year and and what happens if they don't you know like yeah yeah you you turn 100 last season into an 85 lost season you know like overnight so you know I'm, not, I'm not, I don't want this to be all roses and, and pansies here, but like, yeah. it, it, there's, they definitely have some work to do and there's a lot of development left to go here. But I do like what I'm seeing as far as at least the progression of the pitching staff goes. And we wanted to try to have a positive Christmassy type show. And I think talking about pitching was really the best way to go because to me, that's, that's where most of the improvement needs to show up if the team's actually to improve. Yeah. And, and look,
0: we know the pirates still have a ways to go, but if you can't look at the end of next year with a rotation and the guys we've talked about and not feel like that's a pretty good foundation, at least on the starting pitching side of things, which, you know, is everything. Yeah. Then, then, then you're, then you're being less than fair with what you're looking at, in my opinion,
1: I'll, and I'll leave you with another weird note because let's say like Mitch Keller, Rowanzi Contreras, JT Brubaker, Johan Oviedo. Let's say all four of them shove. All four of them are actually good. Like to the point where you can't go, okay, Quinn, it's your turn. Oh, come on up, Mike, give us a shot. That You could very well picture something where you get to the end of this season and you've done little more than just get feet wet on some of these prospects. Is that good or bad for this team? Because going into 2024, I don't think you want any more question marks about some of these guys.
0: It'd be nice to be able to um, partially – baptize the burros and the priesters of the world. Yeah. Um, um, so I still think there's going to be room to do it. I, and I think they'll just have to make room to do it.
1: Yeah. It's so. definitely going to be interesting to watch play out this year. And I and it just, it's going to be so nice. Like when you look down to triple a and you're not calling up Miguel, you you know, you're calling up, you know, potentially a number one pick or, somebody that's pitched like one, at least. And I think there's there's some something positive to be taken from that. If for nothing else, this team has a little bit of room for error now with the pitching staff that they didn't have last year. And, you know, if it works out and they actually do take a step forward, it should probably start to change some hearts and minds, even if the payroll doesn't look any better.
0: Yeah, like the big the big indictment would be is if they go through this year, they sort some of this stuff out, they know where they have glaring needs, and then they still don't go out and do much. Absolutely. Then that's the
1: problem. Yeah. You're you're so, dead right. And and if they come out of this year with glaring needs, like the one that I can that I keep coming back to is First Base. Because they've only given themselves a one year solution here at First Base. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure either of them on their own is, is an actual solution, Santana or Choi. Um, No, you know, together, I think think that together, I think they make a, a nice solution for this year, but one of them alone, not, not so much. Well, if, if Nunez doesn't take a step forward or Mason Martin doesn't take a step forward or whatever, They've got to be prepared to move somebody over there. I know you think Davis will end up over there, but like I do. Know, f- for what it's worth, Davis doesn't. And I think they've shown us that wh- where the prospect wants to play matters a lot. Otherwise, O'Neal Cruz wouldn't still be at shortstop. So, I'm going to kind of hold back on that thinking he's going to wind up at first base until I see it. Um, but they're going to have to make a tough decision that somebody moves over. there. Davis doesn't strike
0: me as the kind of guy that wants to not be a catcher. Um, It's very much in his DNA. And we talked about starting pitching that does, they don't want to go to the bullpen. It would be very much the same situation there. But um, I think if, if he hits and they've got catching figured out, I could see it, but we're, but it's, it's, it's early. We'll see.
1: Yeah. We don't have to worry about it right now. Point nope. is that's a position right there to keep your eye on and the outfield because you know, that outfield needs to start taking shape. And, and I mean, aside from Brian Reynolds, that outfield needs to start taking shape and you need to start having some guys step out and become fixtures. Like they need to be less sure. question marks. If you don't have that, then yes, they're going to have to invest in 2024,
0: have to. Well, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, the one guy we are talking about as the fixture out there has now said he'd prefer to play elsewhere. And uh, it's already not a good set unit out there from what we see today. There's question marks. So that could be another big question mark.
1: Right. But that's why they're gonna ignore his his request. So
0: That's right. <laughs> it's a long three years.
1: I don't think it'll last three years, but for their sake, um the the other outfield prospects better step up and make it less relevant.
0: Have they have to.
1: Yeah. So hey Jim, Merry Christmas, brother. Um Yeah man, you too. Thanks for another great year. Honestly. We've done really well here and um Really enjoyed doing the show, and thanks to everybody that tunes in for the, the live chats on video. Um, I got to be honest. Jim and I talk about those chats for a week afterwards sometimes. <laughs> we're like, oh, I can't believe how cool that was. So many people were there, and it's really nice that everybody shows up, uh, even as we've jerked you around and moved our show every once in a while. <laughs> so yeah, really it happens. Appreciate it.
0: But, yeah, I just want to wish – because, you know, obviously we won't be doing a show next week. So, thanks to everybody that listens. And uh, truly, I hope you guys all have a uh, Merry Christmas and um, take some time off and try to relax. Uh, We all work pretty hard. And um, um, it's, it's nice to be able to just take some time off, be a homebody watch TV, watch Christmas movies, spend it with your family, um, and, uh, you know, eat a little food. It's Christmas. Absolutely.
1: Let's hope for some snow. Yeah, not just cold. All right, Ben. Take it away and do it right, because Santa's watching.
0: Yes, go, Ben!